So he came home. The home that welcomed him. That beckoned him. A home for the lost. A home for the abandoned and cast out. After all, it was fate that brought him here. And fate, fickle as she is, fate has a way of delivering. That Texas Blood, Volume 1. Story by Chris Condon. Art by Jacob Phillips. In the beginning, there was nothing. Then there were comic books. Once you enter our world, there is no escape. Comic exposure begins in 3, 2, 1. All right! Welcome to the Comic Exposure Podcast. My name is Josh Buckley, and my podcast partner is the one, the only. Howdy there, partners. It's me, Travis Rats. Pew, pew. <laughs> Skippy, boo. Boo, 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 bang, bang, pop. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the Comic Exposure Podcast, where Travis and I dive deep. Eat that. Dive deep. Man, I am rusty today. I don't know what's going on, man. I, we rusty, dive deep. Rusty spurs on, man. It is. My spurs is rusty. We dive deep into graphic novels and trades, and you are on one such episode today, a comic book club episode where Travis and I are reading That Texas Blood, Volume 1, out on Image Comics. Uh, Chris Condon writing. Jacob Phillips is on art. Uh, and we're going to dig into this thing. We're like Southern Texas. I guess you can, Texas isn't even Southern. It's just Texas. It's Texas, man. They can succeed at any moment they want. They could. They could be their own country. Anyways, we're talking that Texas blood today. I'm excited to have this conversation with Travis. I'm excited to kind of get into this book. Uh, it was one that I had not checked out, Travis. You had checked it out I had checked beforehand. It out. Mm-hmm. But like, like you and I are not weekly comic book guys. Mm. We're just not. So we might check a comic book once or twice, and then like a week goes by, like a month goes by, and we just don't see it, and so we we kind of it slips through our fingers. Well, here's let me. I'm gonna throw something at you. You tell me yeah. if this is something that you uh, find you you do. So we yeah. you have the unlimited comicsology, correct? No, I don't have oh. Comixology Unlimited. I just I have Comixology, and then I just pay for whatever I want to read. I have the Kindle. I should have Unlimited, yeah. but I don't. I have the Kindle Unlimited, and so a lot of that comicsology stuff is free. So they constantly have like some, usually when a new comic book comes out. A taste. Yeah, they give you a taste, a taste of it. Of it. Um, or uh, trades, you know, on there. So in looking for stuff to read for the podcast, Josh is usually the person who's like, let's read this. I'm like, okay, okay. Um, he's a little more tuned in. Uh, so sometimes I, I feel bad and then we'll go on a run where I'm like, I got to read some stuff. But everything I read, I, I'm the worst picker. And so I have a hard time deciding when I'm reading something, I'm like, is this good or is it just this? So I think that Texas Blood, I read two issues and was like, yeah. and we'll talk is about. Is this good? Yeah. Is this good? And uh, I've decided it's good. It clearly does a change yeah. after issue two. Like yeah. midway through, it becomes about something different. Um, and so, or does it? I don't know. We're going to talk about that. But I think, Travis, you and I have been on... Uh, we're, we're we're in a crime yeah. story thing right now. We're we're reading some crime stories. We we recently read uh, the first three books of Reckless uh, by the, you know the incomparable uh, Brew Baker and Sean Phillips, who just seems somewhat uh, related to Jacob Phillips. And oh, not Jacob. What did I, what's it? Yeah, Jacob. Right. That's his name. Yes, Jacob. Jacob Phillips. No. Yes. Yes, yeah, Jacob Phillips. Yeah. Do you so think that we, all... I'm going to digress you right there. That's what yeah. I do. That's my job on this podcast. Yeah. Do you think all the best uh, sons of fathers are named Jacob? Think of like Jacob Dylan, Jacob Phillips, uh, Jacob Jeter. I'm sure Derek Jeter has one of his children is named Jacob named Jeter. Jacob. <laughs> uh, Jacob's Ladder. Uh, but I would... I, here, I, here's, here's what I want to dive into. You just flashed. We don't do this show video, so no one saw you flash me your wiener. No, I mean, you, no one saw you. No one saw I'm you a little flash. trickster. I feel that we should start doing this as a video show. But anyways, we you, you showed the uh, the criminal volume one, volume one Correct. omnibus. I got both. Okay, volume one and two. And you got them for for the holiday, right? The Christmas season. You were gifted that, uh, and so 
you know, you've been steeped right now, steeped in crime books. Uh, I want to I ask, when you, so you read two issues, what was the thing that made you step away from this? Was it life or was it the story? I think it might have been life at this thing. Honestly, I think it was, um, and we'll talk about this when it comes to like critiquing. So I did like this yeah. book, but to me, this book feels like a great stepping out for both the writer and the artist. It feels like this is a good introduction for them, but it's, it feels like they're only at the beginning of their capabilities. Both Jacob Phillips and Chris uh, Condor. Condor? Uh, yeah, Chris Condor. Condon. 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 It feels like, um, uh, you know, when we talk about graphic novels, you obviously think of, of course, Brubaker and Phillips. Uh, and we saw, we just read Reckless, which is their most recent one, which seems to be the amalgamation of all the things that they've done well in their previous ones. So it felt like a really good, um, what am I, what am I, debut for this yeah. team. But it feels like that if they continue to work together, this, that Texas Blood is going to feel like very much like a freshman uh, album uh, as opposed to like a veteran. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, that makes sense. I think one of the things for me is this, this hits a bunch of characters, right? So um, I, I think to kind of give, I mean, it's a story that, that meanders a little bit and finds its way, but it reminds me a lot of Fargo, if you will, but mm -hmm. in Texas, right? It's a, it's a neo Western. Piece. Yeah, it's, but there's like different characters that we zoom in on one and you think that that's who it follows. And then it, moves to someone else and you find out they're intertwined somehow, but not exactly, you know what I mean? So it feels very much like that sort of storytelling where there's no main characters. There's no main character. There's a bunch of main characters, right? Correct. And it's not really an ensemble because it's not friends. We're in the room together the right. entire time, right? You're Nor is just... it an anthology because it's not like disparate stories and then right. like, connect together. It's, it's not crash, right? Yeah. It's very much like these, this, they're sort of together. They're in the same world. They're inhabiting the same incident. Um, and they do connect together, but you're, you're, you, you feel each of them as an antagonist or a, a protagonist. Really. You, you follow two guys who really become sort of, they feel very protagonist in the story. Uh, one is the uh, sheriff, um, and the other is a brother Randy. of Randy, a brother of, of, Travis. of someone who's murdered. Yeah. Not to be confused with uh, <laughs> country pop star Randy Travis. These are two separate characters. Yeah. Randy that, and, and Travis. Travis. Well, you know, you got to slip in a little bit of something there. If you're going to start about here's, Texas. Here's you know the thing. Uh, as a Travis, you don't get a lot of Travises in pop culture. You know, so when a Travis appears, I'm always rooting for them, even if they are an asshole character in a comic book that we never get to see. <laughs> Right, I think I think for me, this very much feels. Um, it really does have that sort of Fargo taste to it, where you're just like, oh, there's a main character, let's follow him for a little bit. Oh, here's the other main character, let's follow him for a little bit. They're going to come together, and then you're going to see where one goes and where the other goes, and their stories are going to collide. And, and so, what we get is we get sort of a homecoming. Um, Randy, yeah, comes yeah. Home. I was going to say you're going to do like a quick summary yeah. of it. Yeah, so give the quick it summary. essentially follows the story of the sheriff of the town. I can't remember the sheriff's name really. Uh, I can't remember his name. Yeah, I'll, so we got I'll a sheriff. It. It's his 70th birthday it, when it opens up. Yeah, it's a 70 70th birthday. He's the sheriff of the town. He's been there for a long time. It's a small town in Texas. You can see he's connected to people. He knows everybody. He's radioing his wife on the radio. All this stuff. He's been there for a long time. And then it also follows Joe, the story Sheriff of Joe, of course. Sheriff, that makes sense. Not uh, Ohio. Then, not, no, not that <laughs> Sheriff Joe. Uh, but then you get Randy, who's sucked into coming home. He fled Texas. And uh, the He's in L son, L.A. now, of course, right? Which is a weird, yeah. this weird reversal. I wonder, if, I wonder if that was intentional, how everyone from L.A. is moving to Texas. <laughs> <laughs> and you've got, you've got him coming back to Texas, coming back home, because his brother... Uh, is his body is found murdered, right? Is the assumption is that his brother was murdered. He comes home to see the body, figure well, out He only finds on. out he was murdered once he gets home. Yes. Yeah. It leads to a little bit of false revenge seeking, you know mm -hmm. what I mean? So we get this whole story. It's intertwined. But here's the thing. You know what else it reminded me? Femme fatale. Me? Yeah, there's a femme fatale in it. You know, it reminded me a little bit. Uh, it it ends at the end, and I'm I don't know. I'm just feel like we're gonna jump a little bit around. I know exactly thing. what you're gonna say. So it ends very Southern much Southern Bastards. In 
it ends in a way like Southern Bastards where you're like, okay, you could do that as a story. That mm-hmm. could be it for this. Volume one of that Texas blood could be it. And you could go, oh, that's a cool little short story, a vignette of this town and the interaction of people. It didn't go well. A kind of dark ending to it, right? This sort of like, oh shit, ending to it. And you could leave it there. It's not left there. I think that's they're up to issue thirteen or fourteen. Yeah, it's now only or it's, like it's supposed to be only thirteen, and the the second volume comes out this week, next week. Uh, oh, I read two single issues past where we stopped. So at the end, I'll tell you. I think it'll be. It's interesting where they go because, like, where where would they go with this? I can tell you exactly where they're going. <laughs> I'm interested. I'm interested now that I know that I'll probably get the second volume literally next week, just mm-hmm. so I can check it. So this is a great episode if you're listening. Yeah, January thirteenth, it comes out, and so then go today. Go pick I'm going to release yeah. this. If you are listening to this, go pick up this trade at your local comic book shop, preferably. Otherwise, Amazon that shit. And, and 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 give it a read. I found you. Know, I found volume one on Kindle or not on Kindle on Comicsology. I'm reading it that way. Uh, but now that I know, I may I might just buy if they're going to dump the whole thing. I might dump the whole. Th- I might get the whole thing in a hardcover. I think. Uh, I, I think it's. I think this story could has the potential to be worthy of a bookshelf space. Yeah, in a, in a limited so, new office that Josh has. But but that that thought process of it ending there and that could be it. But you know, it's not the end of the story. Felt very Southern bastards to me. In fact, the whole thing it's 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 the South. It's it's organized crime. It's you know. It, it kind of drips with that sort of noir, new cowboy, new Western, neo-Western yeah, yeah. kind of thing. You know what I mean? Uh, what were your, like, you read those first two issues and you and then you came to pick it back up. What did you think coming back to it, reading those issues again and finding your way through? Well, I think uh, what I was thinking about you when I was reading this because uh, we like all genres. I mean, I don't think there's a genre where, where one of us has been like, I don't want to read that, dude. I hate those type of stories. But right. we have uh, like our milieu, right? Like our, the things we gravitate to, to. I would say if you if you had to pick like a genre that kind of is your genre, it's sci-fi. You're a sci-fi guy. Yeah, yeah, I'm a sci-fi guy. I have determined I'm a Western guy, baby. <laughs> well, you you write in a Western vein. I've mm-hmm. read stuff you've written right. very much it, exploring it, that know, sort of lone man creature why the last man yeah. southern bastards like the stuff that i got to doesn't mean i don't like sci-fi i love sci-fi stuff but i think it's a nice dichotomy it's like we have these kind of i'm a little bit country you're a little oh. bit space rocket <laughs> you know uh, but I, so, yeah for, for so sure I, I so... I, to answer your question is yeah i'm gravitating to those those things that i always gravitate to within that genre the western tropes right like you yeah. said that that lone out that frontiersman i love the frontier aspect of it i love uh, like a man beyond his prime is also like a really good thing that we see and there's in reckless we had that character who's like he's lost his step in that lat in book three yeah Sheriff redemption Right, yeah. Sheriff Joe's a little slow, and like you know it's, what I mean. He's seventy. I love Sheriff Joe in here. And that's one of the things because you know that neo western or westerns typically, but especially neo westerns, it's a man out of time. When you look at Logan, right? Yes, Logan yes. lives forever, so he's always out of time. Therefore, he is the perfect western hero because no matter um, how, where society goes, he's all. Have you at middle age now, Josh? Uh, yeah. Have you been feeling this lately? You feel. When you're younger, you never thought, you're like, oh, I, I can keep up with the times. And I kind of understand, even if I don't agree with it, I can kind of understand why things are changing the way they are. And more and more as I get older, I'm feeling more disconnected to the trajectory of things. Whether I agree with the trajectory or not, I feel like I, I'm unable to surmise why these things are happening. I feel like I'm not hip with it. Uh, oh, I, I, I know for sure I'm not hip with it. Like, I, I don't. And again, I'm just going to sound like a 40-year-old man. I don't get modern popular music. I don't. Like, I listen to new music. In fact, I listen to lots of new music. But I listen to lots of new music that sounds like it came out when I listened to music in the 90s, right? I listen to punk and hardcore and ska, which will forever be this sort of thing, right? It's a genre. Like, jazz is a genre. It doesn't change. You can keep... It'll be a little bit different, but it'll always be that thing Mm. I grew up with as a kid. Just like if you... Like, someone who grew up when jazz started and they listen to jazz today, it's still jazz. It's just a little different, you know what I mean? So, that's... By the way, that guy definitely has a podcast. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> but like i don't i don't i i uh yeah i 
I feel like a lot of what, I mean, I have a 20 year old daughter um, and a, an 11 year old son and the things that they're into, sometimes I get it. And other things I go like, I, I have no idea why that is something. Well, you know and, like, I mean? and like Sheriff Joe, I, I, I want to be of service to like my community and things like that. But sometimes I feel like I don't know where I'm best served or what your where community my skills needs from you. Do. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And we're stepping into this story. I really, I like the Randy character too in this uh, first volume, but Sheriff Joe is really that quintessential neo-Western. Neo yeah. You've seen him before. He's in No Country for Old Men. He's the, uh, uh, who's the uh, fugitive guy? Tommy, Tommy Lee Jones character. Yeah, and the fugitive, right? yeah. Very Definitely much that. that. So um, they're treading, you know, familiar tropes here, but I love those tropes. And we've been reading crime, which this is, but we haven't read westerns lately. Uh, and so it was really fresh and really exciting to get into this book. And that grabbed me in this time when it's like, okay, um, I read a little bit of this. Don't remember it. Josh suggested it. So good. I'm off the hook on that of suggesting something <laughs> uh, that, that he's like, this wasn't good. And so then I could just jump into it and read it as a complete story. And I, and I found that uh, uh, I, I liked it. I, I, I liked it. Um, I think this would be something I would get in hardcover when we talk about who we recommend it to. Yeah. Uh, and there are some things that, like I said, where it still feels like it's getting its feet. Uh, and it, for sure, here's, I'm going to throw this at you. It feels like an FX TV show. It feels like it's prime for FX. Sons or, of Anarchy or something. Yeah, that sort of like, or that sort of. Justified. Yes, right? That sort of, it feels very much like. It's well said. You could jump in here, you could explore this this is your first story in it, mm -hmm. right? And then you either, like, you follow Sheriff Joe through something else or Randy can't leave, right? Like, I don't know what happens in the, after this. I mean, he, he, like, to spoiler alert, he kills somebody, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> so not good, but, you like, I wonder, like, what, do they cover up that he killed somebody? Does Sheriff Joe like help him out? Like, what's the what's right. the way it's we the do world. this? It's like when they kill off Ned Stark at the beginning of a Game of Thrones. Ned Stark yeah. was our entry into the world, but now that we're in the world, the world has now been built up in a way it can survive without yeah. a Sherpa. We don't need this right. character as a Sherpa to get through this world. We we've seen enough of the characters. We've seen just a little bit of enough that oh, I want to go look over there now, and I want to go look over. I don't need a tour guide, Randy. Right, right. <laughs> uh, but it, 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 I will say. You kind of, like you said, you get all of those tropes. You get the, the very much justified, right? You think about justified, uh, you know, that Marshall has to come back to his hometown, right? And although Randy's not the Marshall, it's that coming back to your roots and having to, like, deal with your past and your you've, connections. You've got to connect with that theme because I yeah. know, like, you've rem you removed yourself from Michigan, but you're still much very rooted in Michigan. And I, you know, they oh, go buy things that remind you of those roots. Yeah. You're, you're, you're conflicted about it at the same time. Right. I th like, I think, you know, like, I don't know that I would ever go back. I mean, I grew up in a small country town, right? Yeah. If I went back to that, let's say, like, I'm a teacher, right? I work in education. If somehow I found myself, for some reason, having to go back to my old town and teach, people I went to high school with teach at that school. One of them is a principal, uh, you'd, be like a, a, you'd be like a Harvard Ivy League teacher going back to that town, man. But it'd be it'd be weird. It'd be this strange thing of, of coming back. And so there are like when you're in a small town like this, people know you. They know everything you did. Just like he goes to that restaurant. I'm not going to go back to my hometown and someone's not going to like threaten to <laughs> not serve me and, and whatever. But like everybody remembers everything. I remember the kid who threw up in health class in seventh grade. I could say his name on the show. Brian Galloway, I remember it. He's the town like, attorney now. <laughs> right? Like, there's this, like, you just remember all of these things. Like, Did you call him uh, uh, Brian uh, Gagaway after throwing up? <laughs> we didn't, but damn, that would have been yeah. good. Well, that's not too late to bully him. It's not. It's, I'd have to find him. Well, let me find him on Facebook and real, <laughs> be a real big jerk. Um, but I, but I, like, I, you know, it reminded me of that hometown, of that sort of coming back to deal with 
what a what a small town is like right mm -hmm. and although michigan is in texas and we always talk about he i mean that's what this the, that texas blood right yeah, yeah he says to his girlfriend that he leaves or his fiance i don't know are they married they're married right i don't remember they're, yeah his they're wife girlfriend their girlfriends are fiance yeah, at girlfriend. most they're not married yeah, and so he leaves her and says, "You wouldn't understand, right?" It's like that Texas blood. You don't blood. have that Texas blood. I mean, you don't they say have it at the same Texas... time, right? They're like, "Yeah, that Texas blood." Like he said you it know, before. Yeah, you don't have that Texas blood, and I really do feel like I saw someone today, uh, a teacher that I that that works on my campus, um, is from Michigan. Her husband, or she went to she went to school and she went to University of Michigan. Her husband's from Michigan. Her husband saw me in the office and he goes, "Josh, I saw on Instagram." you got some Kogels, right? And so those are like hot dogs that you can only get in Michigan. Mm. It's this one place that makes hot dogs. They do Coney sauce. It's gotta be Flint Coney sauce. I don't care who you are. That's the best Coney dogs on earth. And I know what you're talking about. <laughs> I know you don't know what I'm talking about and it's fine. But yeah. if someone from Michigan hears this, you're gonna be like, ah, yes, the snap of a Kogel, right? And so he and I literally for five minutes just talked back and forth about stupid Michigan food. Right. Right, like that connection is a real thing. And, 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 and it's amplified by a in place like Texas. Uh, yes. That is Texas, right? Like yeah. being Texas is part of in the DNA. It of was created in off that feeling. It's not something that right. has evolved. It, it was birthed into that. Uh, we are Texas, yes. you know, we yeah. are Texas. But I like I, right now on my shelf, I want you to know. So this is where my, this is where my, like my criminal, this is where my crime story mind is at. So I like you said, I moved offices. I've got my stuff. I set my shelves up to look like like a like a freaking showroom, right? Mm. So I've got my pile of Brubaker books, right? I've got uh, Kill or Be Killed. I've got um, my all heroes. my friends are jun uh, junkies. Oh, yeah, my heroes have all been are always been junkies. Destroy all monsters. Bad weekend. Cruel summer. The fade out. I've got my two Parker graphic novels here I, like they're all kind of in this little section together when you say brubaker and sean phillips song, uh titles like that you know what it sounds like it sounds like the track track list to a pet shop boys album <laughs> you know what <laughs> i'm gonna i'm gonna it makes me feel like i want to write songs and they're all gonna be titles of uh of brubaker book <laughs> yes yes or like hey, that's great. a good songwriting exercise you have to write it uh based off a title on your book because you're gonna play your guitar in yeah. there anyways this is backstage yeah. talk <laughs> yeah i like it no i like it that's good but anyways so i mean let's talk let's talk let's jump into it like we both agreed the story's good what are your critiques of it what did you see that you didn't like in the story yeah, and it, maybe you can help me talk this out. Yeah. And if if or maybe I'm talking crazy. Um, so some of the the, especially as we get further into the book, some of the art is very much reminds me of uh, Sean Phillips and their style. And it's that that stuff that we love, right? It's that kind of yeah. uh, grittier, um, ske sketchier. Um, it's sketchy, but it looks like real. It, it's digital, but it feels real, right? Yeah, but. It's just for, enough lines. And I like the colors in some of it, like these these big, cool kind of color things. Yeah. But sometimes there's the consistency. It'll be like four great panels, and then one feels a little bit like, um, ooh, you, you do want to spend a little bit more time on that uh, type of thing. So it's like I get into the groove, and then something, a first draft panel feels like it appears out of nowhere, if that makes I sense. Think yeah, no, I think when you when you draw like this, right? When your art style is meant to be, I mean, you're a, a minimalist, but you're not a representative. Minimalist, right? It's more representative of reality than it is, right? Yeah. And so, although it does look very real, I can see that. But I, but I mean, I mean, before we get into art, story wise, oh, yeah. was there was there anything story wise that kind of hit you? You're like, oh, I don't know about that, or anything. Oh yeah, I would. You no, know, I, mean, I really, like, I really like the story. In fact, that's why I continue to read more of it. I would say that the Randy's motivation uh, to do what he ultimately does, which is go on this revenge killing spree, it seems like we lose a few key story moments. They they're using alcohol uh, as a device to allow us to skip what would be maybe more time and more progression that uh, would suggest why he does the extreme violence that he does. They give right. us a couple of panels of alcohol and letting us know that, you know, he has recovered from alcoholism. And that kind of feels a little bit like a cheat to move the story very quickly through the evolution of motivation that would typically have in a story. It also feels like the next five issues could be about why that happened, right? The next five issues could be him and his brother in Texas 
like feeling that out. Do you want to know where the, the where what yeah. the next one? So the next story, it's it's. I read the next two issues. Randy's not even mentioned her in it. It's the sheriff, and he goes back to there is something at the beginning where the sheriff's around the fire and he's learning about something, and yeah. we find out it's more about the history of this county, and okay. you're gonna love this. 80s occultists. Very, 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 very Brubaker and Phil. So it's about Texas occultists and how they're, and that's an old case he was on. So we flash back to an old case in the 1980s that Sheriff Joe is still trying to redeem himself. It feels, I mean, what was the, what was the HBO one with, uh, oh, True Detective. All right. Yeah, True Detective, right? Yeah, that's a great, Um, another Neo Western. Yeah. um, But I feel, I feel very much like you could, I think because it's left blank about why he left, but you know people in town are really pissed to see him there. It feels like he did a bunch of real shit. His brother got pinned with it, and he took off to L.A., right? Yeah. And so him coming back and flipping the switch into a hardened criminal is like it only took a little bit of liquor to get him to go back to what he used to be. To cheat on his very loving girlfriend who you seem to adore. Yeah. He immediately, as soon as he gets to like the first night, he's sleeping with the old waitress friend that was dating his brother. So it, it seems we talked about them, you know, using Randy as a Sherpa into this world. Yeah. It seems like, all right, quickly, quickly, climb up the mountain, take us there, take us, you know, like skip, skip, skip. And once you, I mean, Randy could come back in. I'm sure, 13 issues, I'm sure he's brought back in to come full circle at some point. But uh, maybe if they knew where this was going, they're like, okay. We don't have to invest too much in the character development of Randy because this might be really Sheriff Joe's story or this might be about the right. county more. So, and, and you also kind of wonder, like, I don't know what these deals look like when you strike a deal with Image. The comic book industry is so kind of wonky with COVID right now. And if they strike a deal like, oh, we'll let you do 13 issues or they strike a deal with like, we'll let you do a trade. And if it sells well, mm. you can keep going. So maybe they wrote enough to get through that and they're like, oh, okay, well, we don't really want to tell that story anymore. What's the thing we really enjoyed in those first five issues? Right. Let's let's go explore that some more, right? You wonder, I, I mean, I don't know. I, I'm curious, like, what the model is now. I think, you know, we talked about this when we talked about, um, you know, the, the uh, Destroy All Monsters, that, that Reckless book series, the idea of, like, is this the new way you do books? You do a vignette. And you do an arc on something, and if it sells really well, then you come I'm not back mad at and that. you do another. I'm not one. mad at that. I, I think, I think when we look at story arcs as storytellers, I think a good storyteller really should. The first arc of your story should be really able to stand on its own. Now, you, of course, there's foreshadowing, and, you, and it does. There is payoff when you plant something early on, and then you see it come to fruition later, like a Game of Thrones kind of right. story in those first couple of seasons. But at the same time. We've all gone through the experience of watching a TV show or reading a comic that gets canceled, and you know you never get that satisfying. Ending. Yeah, you like never a, get like the a freaks satisfying. and geeks or something like yeah. that. Yeah, um, I, I also, I also like. I'm curious, like, is that the model? And and I will tell you one of the things that makes me think that that's a, that's a really good model is, I, you know, I think on our list we pro- I think we have a, a DC Black Label book that we're gonna do, and these Black Label books have been like this. We're just gonna do three maxi size trades right or not like maxi size singles they're like 40 60 pages mm-hmm. we're gonna do three of those that's what you get to do to tell your story you're in you're out you told your batman story you're in you're out like you that. told your your your, your, your story, story about yeah. the question or whatever yeah, yeah. it is right you get to tell that story and i think like that is a really I think that's the way that I'm really enjoying comics right yes. now. And in fact, I'm probably reading three of those black label books right now and they're going to get me. I'm going to spend seven bucks. In fact, I just ordered, I'm not a physical comic guy, but I read the first, um, this Catwoman series that's out. And I'm like, Ooh, I like that digital. I want the three physical versions of it. Same so I swamp ordered, thing coming out. You've got to right? get that beautiful big thing, right? <laughs> I got, well, I, I read the first one digital. I'm like, Oh, am I going to order that one physical, right? And and so I order those two Catwoman books physical. I'm going to order the third one. So when it comes out, I'll get it so I can read the three of them. But I that's that's what gets me. I don't need a bunch of these. I don't need 12 single issues floating around or or six single issues when you can give me three kind of cool-sized 
volumes. Right, it really does see the, the comics uh, industry is it, what's doing really well is kind of creating these like the HBO model, these little prestige miniseries. Right, yeah. I really like that. I liked it in TV model. Uh, I like it in comics. I like getting. I like creative projects. I yeah. want creators well, with an idea to not have to commit their whole career to that idea. Well, you you think about Tom King. And, I mean, we've read a bunch of Tom King stuff on here, and I think we're going to read Rorschach, which is a Tom King book. But, again, he's this guy who does 12 issues in and out. Now, he's doing 12 single issues, but essentially DC's like, yep, you get 12 issues, tell your story. We're going to put it in two volumes. People will buy them singly, and then we'll put one big thick one out. Cool beans. We'll do it, right? He's got this model where he's doing it. The one thing that I couldn't stick with was his Batman run. It took too long. He was in it too long. He wasn't exploring a theme and a story and being done with it. He was telling an extended Batman story, and it just didn't feel is is good, right? It didn't feel like Mister Miracle. It didn't feel like um, the parts of Strange Adventures that I've read. You know, it didn't feel like that sort of like thing. What, what was the one we read? Uh, Vision, right? It didn't mm-hmm. feel like that. And 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 I think that's the thing when you're doing these sort of like contain stories you get to have a lot of fun you get to explore something you get to do a theme or a thought and be done with it your story's done you're you're, you don't have to drag something out or like oh we finished that okay now we're gonna put him through the next trial and we'll explore this other thing like you tap that well maybe too much you know talk to me about because i know you were a big fan of southern bastards yeah yeah, uh, so Jason Aaron on, on that, uh, yeah. and he also did Scalped, another Western that I yeah. really love. Uh, we should do that sometime. Um, and uh, what do you think, comparing, I, I hate to compare because it's different, but um, here we have Chris doing this Western. Uh, what what? Either go for something that you think really makes this work, or something that you're like, ooh, I would have liked to have seen this. I'm, I'm okay with either. Yeah, you know what? I th- I think both of them play in this genre well. This sort of again, it comes down to like if you watched uh, Justified, that first season of Justified, which is just a, a a goddamn masterpiece of of like introductory television, right? Going like, here's this thing, let's explore it. It feels very much like that. We're going to explore this town and the crime around it and pluck you in. The thing that I didn't like about the thing that I think, and I have to, I'd have to read past this volume to see if it does the same thing. Southern bastards follows a character for a whole first arc and then he dies and then he's gone. Right. And then you follow the criminals and you follow his daughter come in, but it doesn't, it didn't, I, it still was beautiful. I still like where the story went, but it didn't feel the same. But I do like that both of these books are like, we're cool with, you know, killing our idol. We're cool with, 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 you know, doing this dark close to a chapter. Westerns and comics have to be a little bit tricky for you because, um, you like the genre of Westerns. However, uh, you are a little bit more hesitant about ultra violent books for the sake of ultra violence or, uh, or or grittiness for the sake as being this driving force in the story. And that's a very fine line to walk in a Western or Southern Gothic story. How well do you think this walks that line? I think it does it really well because it doesn't, it's violent, but it's not when it becomes funny violent is when I'm like, well, that just, that, so it gets to Ennis, you, you, you get, you play your violence for satirical laughs Mm -hmm. or you play it to be kind of comical Instead of being like, ooh, that's that's dark and gross, right? right. Like I can handle Scary. The dark and horror, yeah. Yeah. I, I can I can handle the kind of like, oh, oh, they did that, you know, the cringy stuff. It's the stuff where you're like, well, that's just incredibly over the top, and there's no reason to like show his dick Wait, getting blown. Yeah, off, right? you put like, all their dicks in their butts. <laughs> right. That's <laughs> the Punisher right, like did that. that? <laughs> yeah. It feels very much like like that as opposed to as opposed to like, oh, he just or, blew his face here's off. Here's a trope of that, especially very Ennis. The the one-off hired foreign mercenary that has a weird perverted quirk. Yeah. Right? Like yeah. the Russian who, uh, you know, uh, uh, turns his victims into dolls and then fucks them, you know, or something right. like just, that, you know? Just something bizarre, right? <laughs> but I think, I think for me, both of these did a really good job of, of treading that line where you're like, oh, God, but you're also not, it's not doing it for a comedy effect. In fact, my panel, my panel is a panel where you're like, 
well, that's just, it's artful violence. I think that's where I'm at. It's like arty violence is okay, but violence that feels like we should laugh at it and think it's silly. I'm, I don't, I'm not, I'm not cool with that so much. So uh, let's talk art really quick before we get into panels a week. I mean, we talked, you talked about it briefly a little bit. Can I, can I, can I start yeah. off with, cause I, I came in and I didn't want, I don't want to come in like I'm down on the art on this. I'm not, I think it's, I think the art works really well with the story and there are some beautiful panels and some really uh, that incorporate a key element of the Western, those kind of barbecue colors, sunsets. He does um, the West really well. I, and, I, and as we were talking, I think I know what it is. I think he's so close to Sean Phillips, but not quite there, that it feels yeah. like, it feels, you you forget that it's not Sean Phillips, and then it feels like subpar Sean Phillips. And as opposed to looking at this as a, a different artist with a very similar style. And so I guess I'd right. have to look at it in a second read, or as I continue reading, I'm going to try to look at it, because I'm reading Criminal alongside of it, what yeah. are the differences? Well, I think that's probably also your thing, is yeah. you read both in the same time. And it's like saying like, oh, here's, you know. It's like reading a Joe Hill and a Stephen King next at the same time, you know. (laughs) Right. But I think think he does a really good job. I think the one, I like the colors, but he does this sort of digital coloring. Yes. I mean, you can, and I don't love it. I like the colors. I think the, um, the style of how I'm coloring it at times looks almost too scribbly. The, the color, because they're so disparate, the computer and then the, the hatching, they weren't able to blend them as well as they could. It feels like the, the, the color was laid on it as opposed to blended in it, if that makes sense sometimes. For sure. And, and I think, but he does, sometimes he does a really great job with that color to show tone, to show shadow when he does faces. But then there are parts where it just looks like, Oh, I'm gonna do this quick, and that's his style. I'm not saying it's good or bad. I'm just saying like that's the thing. If I were to, if I were gonna get on something, that might be it. But really, I think he does a it, like this is this is good stuff. This is again stuff where like it makes me want it in a physical version because I know the physical version probably feels a little better than the digital version. Maybe this is the highest I mean? compliment I could pay uh, Jacob Phillips is that after reading this book, if I saw Jacob Phillips was an artist on another book, that would encourage me to read it more than it would oh, discourage sure. discourage me. for sure. Right, I'd yeah. for sure pick it up. Right, I'd be like, oh, I like that guy a lot. He, did, you know what I mean. I, yeah. I'd, I'd go pick that. So Just Jacob, like right now, you hear me out there? Yeah. Love you, it. Put Love Sean it. Phillips on anything, <laughs> I'll pick it up, right? It, there are artists and, and authors that I will grab, I'll grab their book, right? Mm-hmm. Even if I, even if their things were, they let me down before, I'll always read Matt Kent. I'll always read Jeff Lemire. I'll always read, you know, guys Jason like Baker yeah. and Jason Aaron. I'll always give what they're doing a shot. And, and there are artists where I go like, yep, I'm going to go, I'm going to pick that up. I need to know, David Aja could do whatever, and I'm going to go read it. You and know? They, they specialize it. Like we were just talking about with Lemire's New Deal, we were kind of like, yeah. good, because we like him the most when he's not writing on a superhero. Ennis, right. I like his war, currently his war books better than his superhero stuff. Yeah. You know? Yeah. yeah. So, I, I mean, I, the art was good. I think it's, I think it's, it, it is fantastic. You're right. It's fantastic in panels. And then you're like, oh, that panel, that face is a little rushed. But or the, it's the shadow the, is a little off. The, the style is very much loosey goosey. I'm gonna let it ride, right? Because so much of it is really good. Let's let's talk. Panels. And I think What's these your... have been coming out very timely too, which is something that needs to be addressed. I mean, some of these books he's have doing great, all the art, right? He's... Have great art like a Fiona Staples, but when you only come up with like one issue every four months, it should be a masterpiece, right? As opposed <laughs> to hitting your monthly deadlines. Yeah, 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 yeah. So what's your what's your panel, man? What's what's your panel? Um, well, uh, I looked at it. Let me go to my bookmark, uh, and it's gonna seem like a cheat at first, but it's not because it's actually spread. because it's it's three panels, and that's but to make a full page spread. There are a lot of great smoking panels in here, but since I'm trying to quit smoking, I have I'm gonna stay away from them. Uh, let me go to my uh, bookmarks, and I want I think it's location ninety three. Go to. Yes. So location 93, we have that big Oh my god. That was oh I changed my pick last minute. That yeah. was my that was going to be my pick. So again, what we have it looks very much like a splash page. In fact, it is a splash page, you could say. But, but there's but there's motion in it. Yeah, but there's motion in it. It's 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 hit the legs from the waist down and at the very bottom is a uh, a beer bottle falling to the floor in three separate panels that are of the exact same camera 
quote unquote position, and then it shows the movement, almost like it was a flip book. Uh, yeah. And you were just seeing different uh, elements of it. I love that in yeah. the top panel, his hand is closed. In the next panel, you can see his finger is open because the bottle is falling out of it, right? You really do get that motion between those two panels. And I don't know if he was the first person to do a panel like this. Most likely not. Uh, but one of the things, when we read as many comics as Josh and I do, and we're looking at panels, it's hard to ignore when someone does something creative. Something with, fun, with, right? with paneling, yeah. Yeah. Um, mine is on page 25. Uh, digital page 25. Um, he's going up. He sees the guy in the truck. He like has his gun on him. And the scene before this, the guy kills himself, gets blood all over the place. And oh, he's getting goodness. his stoneware, his like uh, his Pyrex dish or whatever his wife is, cr- the crock, the, the casserole dish. And there's blood. All, like this, this has been a, a, and a little piece in the background of the story. And this is where you said like violence. How do you feel about violence? This, I think, is that artful, like, this very much is a scene in a TV show, right? This very much is that moment where you go, oh, the, the crock pot, right? Yeah. <laughs> like the, cas- the casserole dish, right? It got. You're it, right. So you win it. the best panel because I remember reading that because uh, we, were, we were both for this in the one sitting. Uh, yeah. And I remember being like, that's so cool because they, they were talking right? about this crock pot for so long. And then when you flip the page, uh, it's again a slowed down three panel sunset walk back. It slows yeah. down this horrific moment to make it just that. Then the intensity creeps up so much. And then there's just a, a coyote that runs by. Right? Let me ask you a question. Like this, Are you watching yeah. Yellowstone? Do you watch Yellowstone? I have not watched Yellowstone. You, I've heard it's good. It's really what good. What is it on? What's it on? Uh, Paramount. See, I don't have Paramount. Yeah. I don't care about. That's why I haven't watched it. It's like the first could, season on Netflix, though. Did they dump it over to Netflix? It feels uh, I like I don't. Saw it maybe I don't know. I don't think so. I would say. Uh, I, I wonder I, if I, I could buy it I, on iTunes. You could buy it on Amazon. Okay, Amazon then Prime. I, I bought the last season on Amazon Prime because I'm trying not to go to nefarious places to get. Now that I'm not in Japan anymore and I'm in the U.S., I feel like all right. You had that as an excuse. Let's let's ca- let's Must open be- the coffers. Cough up, cough up some cash. Yeah, uh, but yeah, I, I mean, overall, who do you give this to, Travis? Who do you who do you hand this book over to? Let's say you've got it in your. Bucket. If you like you've Yellowstone, got, <laughs> you, got, you got your Travis bucket um, of comic books. Well, uh, uh, as you mentioned at the very beginning, uh, Fargo, uh, No Country for Old Men. So if you're a big Co- raising Arizona, if you're a big uh, Coen Brothers uh, neo western fan, The Ballad of Buster Scruggs. If you like that aesthetic and you like this kind of uh, almost Southern Gothic crime with bits of humor and colloqu- good colloquial talk. Um, yeah, and also, yeah, you're right. I also feel like I just want to throw in uh, a little Breaking Bad in there, right? Like the dark sort of nature of it, right? right. So a I, man. Guess, I guess I, I, we're, what we're doing now is we don't have a specific person, but we have yeah. a very clear, we're giving you a very clear similar stories that if in your head, if you're like, oh yeah, Jeff likes Coen Brothers or, oh, I have a friend who loves Breaking Bad, then this is in that vein. Yeah, I, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna agree with you. This is one of those ones where, like, I think we had just read Criminal and or not Criminal. We just read um, the Three Reckless books. I'm like, you give anybody who you're a friend with who likes comic books, anybody who likes sort good of crime stories, good like just True good, detective. Good, yeah, <laughs> like give it to them and they'll enjoy it. I you know I I think. This is one of those things where... Not a lot of diversity uh, in this book, though. I would say that. If you're looking for a book that has a lot of diversity or, like, strong women characters so far, not so much. No, it's it's, it's very much like a, a dude Western. And, right? and a, uh, we talked about this in the beginning, about where we are in our lives. It is very much more a... Uh, maybe the earliest, later 20s. Uh, best enjoyed by this date. Uh, 30. <laughs> yeah, I, I prob- yeah, probably. Uh, but I, you know what? I, I, I really would. I think this is a good. It's a good story. You could share it with somebody. I'm curious to see. It feels very much like, and it got picked up by Netflix for. You know what I mean? It, oh, for it sure, it's that, already optioned. I'm sure. It, it, it for sure feels like it. It has that option for it. Not that that's a. I don't mean that to sound like a bad thing or to be a pejorative sort of statement. I think good, good writing translates to all medium, right? I think good writing can translate to anything. You could put it on stage. You could put it on the screen. You could put it in a, in a novelization or you could put it in a comic book and good story translates. And I think this feels like it could, but this in particular, because it is so, uh, to earth and this, you know, comics, we love comics like saga because you have a pen 
paper, pencil, and paint, and you can create this huge epic universe, yeah. uh, which would be hard to film and very expensive. This is you could do Grounded, this with a, like with right? a justified budget, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I I, I really enjoyed it. I I would recommend it to folks. Um, and 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 you know what you. You should, you should, if you have, if you've listened to this and you're like, ah, I think I'm gonna pick it up, go pick it up and pick up the second volume. I'm literally, uh, I'm gonna pick up the second volume when it comes out on the 13th, which is today when you're yeah. listening to this, I guess, Travis says. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna pick it up and I'm gonna, I'm gonna read it because I wanna know, I wanna know what happens, especially if I can read it in one more sitting again. You know what Great I mean? Great book to start off this year of comic exposure because uh, we started in December, our first year. So I would say, I guess, technically Miles Morales because I waited, like, I got slow on it and then put it out. That, that's our first book of the year, but I'm gonna, in my heart, this is our first book. And and if this is the first book of the year, ooh, it looks good. It looks, it like, it's looks, gonna, it looks like we're going to have a good year, my friend. Yeah. So, so folks, thank you for tuning in. You can find all of the episodes on the website, comicexposure.com. Uh, you can find show notes there. You can find, you can go back and find every episode. You can pick a month and a year and maybe find a book that you hadn't read before. You can read it and, and join us in, uh, in hearing what we have to say about it. Or if there's been a guest on the show, you can listen to what the guest has to say on it as well. Um, you should go check that out. Pick a month, pick a pick a year, and go like, oh, what did they read this month? And and you can find it and join us. You've always got some friends listening, uh, reading comic books that you can listen into. So go check it out. Um, we want to thank you so much. If you follow the show on Spotify, give us a rating. I think you can rate now on Spotify podcast. If you follow us on on iTunes or Apple Podcasts, give us a rating there. Review it. Give us the stars. Uh, tell your friends about it. Check it out. If you've got a buddy that you you read comic books with, here's what we say. Here's what you should do. You see an episode title, grab that book, read it with your friend, talk about it, listen to the show. Yeah. Right? Like, and we that's... don't need the validation, but if you like the book, the quickest way to get more people to see it is by stars. Because then it puts us, when you search comic books or if you were to search uh, uh, That Texas Blood in your comic book podcast, if 20 other podcasts have done this book, which I doubt it, <laughs> if we have more stars, we get to be up there, you know, in yeah. the first picks. And- and, and so check it out. We re- really do appreciate it. If you want to get a hold of us, you can always get a hold of us. Comicexposure at gmail.com is a good place you can find us if you have a question for us or anything like that. Uh, lots of people try to pitch us indie books that we'll never read. Uh, so just know that. I don't like, I'm sure that you're doing a really great job on your indie book that you're doing and you've got a Kickstarter and you want, yeah. to, you want us to read it on the show. I, that's, can, I, can I say something about this? Can I say something about this? Yeah. I was thinking about it the other day. We did do a period where we were doing that. Yes. And I have no problem. I love that. But here's the thing. If you go online, if people charge a tremendous amount of money to have their work reviewed online to figure out like flaws or what they're doing well, we are not that service for you. We are no, not a we no. are not a free way to get your your book reviewed. <laughs> uh, but but you, I mean like we love talking books, and here's the deal: we want you to love talking about books too, Travis and I. We do this, and this is the thing that keeps us as friends mm-hmm. like continually over the years being you know, oceans apart is this act of, of reading and sharing. So if you get some pleasure out of this and you want to read and share too, uh, and you want to throw, you know, toss a coin to your witcher, so to speak, you can go ahead and, you know, grab a shirt on Amazon, uh, or a shirt on it from our, from our threadless store and help keep the podcast lights on. Uh, well, those we, go to charity that. anyway. So yeah, oh, just, well then yeah. don't, yeah, then go to charity. Tra- <laughs> Travis, Travis hosts the show out of the kind of his, of his heart. Uh, but, if you, uh, you know, just support, support the scene. We appreciate it. We appreciate you. And, uh, you know, thanks a lot for tuning in guys. And, uh, we've got, we've got a list of books, Travis. Yeah. I, we're going to dump my into head. Some stuff. We have, uh, this mean we're going to do them, but here's some of the books we've been kicking around. Rorschach, uh, that cat woman that Josh was talking about. Uh, Josh sent me one on, um, uh, uh, was it the new, um, uh, oh, man. Kirkman book firepower. Um, yeah, there's a there's a new there's a Batman by Jock that's out. I think we might have Doctor Dan the Batman. We're looking fan on to we're looking about. at a Ghost Rider uh, arc that we could we haven't. That's a big hole in our comic book history is is, is a Ghost Rider uh, arc. Um, so those are some of the things we've been kicking around. So it's going to be a, a good start to this year because I'm excited about reading all of those, and you will definitely see some of those coming up. Uh, and again, we just did a western, but sometime this year, I would like to get Josh to to do a, the Scalp Volume One at least. Uh, I totally read. There. I totally yeah. read Scalp. In fact, I think I have it on. I probably own it in my Comicsology. It was just one of those things where, like, I saw it on sale and I grabbed it, but then I also saw twenty other books and yeah. 
grab those and just it it got lost in the shuffle but we've got a lot of stuff that we're going to talk about um on the show i'm excited for another year of comic books another year of chatting with travis another year of sharing books with you uh so thanks to wait folks last who've been one, with la- us. one last thing yeah. josh i know we were yeah. kind of extending it here but we're, we're in time um you get we are a few episodes away from our christmas stocking stuffer episode Did you get any uh anything stuff deep in your stocking i didn't i didn't <gasps> Was it too this late was, this year? Do you think that we, we did no, it too well, so, late? Is it an audible so here's year? what happened. We were supposed to go to the Bahamas for Christmas. Mm, and so like we bought gift. we bought tickets to the Bahamas because we were supposed to go uh, to a uh, competition for our son's gymnastics. That didn't happen. It got canceled. We could not get our money back on the tickets. So it is sitting as a credit for us to go somewhere else. But that was a big chunk of cash to that was going to be Christmas. And so I did get... Um, check this out. You ready for this? Mm-hmm. I'm gonna show it to you, and then no one can see it. But I'm gonna, I'm gonna. I got a Lego shell toe oh, Adidas. That's uh, ridiculous, right? It is ridiculous with real laces. That's so cool, man. And so it was just what, something... what I'm looking at. Can I describe it to the audience? Yeah, it is the old school Adidas shell tops, a la Run DMC. But it's like built out of Lego kind of texture, and yeah, it's uh, all Lego bricks, man. Yeah. And a real shoelaces. But that, I mean, like, I got is that. Is that a real and... thing? Is that, like, can you wear those shoes or is that just no, a statue? No, you can't, you can't wear those oh. shoes. Oh. I, I built it. I built it. Oh, okay. I thought yeah. they were actual, like, shoes, dude. No. No, I built them. I built them out of, I built a shell toe out of Legos. You can buy two of them and have a left and a right foot if you want. Okay. I just have a right foot. Uh, but. My no, so, Adidas is made out of Legos. Yes. I mean, that's, I mean, that was really it. So I didn't, but I still, you know what I still have? I still have monster on my list and I really think we should read it. I think we put it's it on our, we popping both up in all like my comic book artists and writers that like follow best of, uh, yeah. Instagram posts all the time. Yeah. So it's I, a I big think one. we should, uh, it is a big one, but I'm willing to both pay for it because it looks beautiful and to read it because maybe that is what we build up to for our summer reunion episode is just oh that that might be good yeah that might be good that might be good all right everybody thank you for tuning in we appreciate it uh much love to all our comic book friends and we will see you next trade